Hi, friends, and thanks for joining us on this Labor Day weekend. I hope that you're having a good holiday weekend and enjoying some time with friends and family. A few weeks ago, we sent out a survey to our church, and we asked a number of questions regarding reopening. But one of the questions that we asked was, what, is the, what are some of the things that you are struggling with during this season of the pandemic? And the number one response that we heard was social isolation that people were struggling with the, with the idea and the experience of being isolated. Because of the lockdown, people are at home, working from home and other various situations, not able to mix and mingle with friends and family. That was the number one response. Who would have thought that almost six months later from the time that things really became lockdown in Toronto in mid-March, almost six months later, we're still in this situation and we haven't been able as a church to regather physically together. And it's definitely a unique season that we are all living, living through. And we don't know when the end of this season will be. Today, I'd like to speak to you a little bit about times and seasons in our lives so that we can understand the season that we're living in. And not only that, but to be fruitful in that season. In Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 1, the word of God says, for everything, there is a season and a time for every activity under heaven. See, there are seasons that we go through in our lives. And there are times that we live in and we need to be aware of those things. My question to you this morning is, what season are you living in right now? Can I ask you right now, just in the comments below, just to comment and say what season you are living in today? I'll give you a few examples. And as they come up, maybe you can just comment and say, I'm living in this season, or even just that one word would be fine. And just so that we can understand and pray for one another as we are all living through various seasons. Maybe you're living through a season of waiting where you're asking God for something and he has asked you to wait and you're waiting and waiting. Maybe it's a season of trials where you're going through something very difficult, maybe at home or at work, and it hasn't been an easy season. Maybe it's a time of suffering where, where things are happening that you are really uh, going through suffering and pain and hurt, and it's been a very difficult season for you. Maybe it's a season of blessing where you've seen God bless you and provide for you and do wonderful things for you that you might not have even imagined or thought about. Maybe it's a season of weeping where there's some crying that's going on, there's sadness that's going on. Maybe it's a season where things are not working out really the way that you had wanted to or that you expect. Maybe it's a season of transition when God is taking you from one situation to another situation. And in between is a season of transition where God is doing a work in your life in preparation for the next season. Maybe it's a season of prosperity where maybe you have a, a promotion in your workplace or some type of blessing in your family or in your personal life. And you see something prospering in you that maybe you didn't see in a previous season. Or maybe it's a season of need where you're asking the Lord, Lord, I need you to supply something for me. Lord, I, I, I'm wanting. There's something that needs to be filled up. Maybe it's a season of joy and rejoicing. Maybe something's happened in your family. Maybe it's a graduation. Uh, maybe it's a promotion. Maybe it's some type of uh, blessing in your life that you are rejoicing and you are able to have the joy of the Lord. Maybe it's the opposite and it's a season of sadness and mourning. Maybe there's been a loss of a loved one. Maybe there's been a, a loss of a job and there's a season of sadness and mourning. 
Maybe it's a season of financial struggles uh, because of everything that's happened with COVID-19. I know some people have lost their jobs or had reduced hours or their jobs have been affected in some way or form. And maybe you're going through a season of financial struggles right now. Maybe it's a season of contentment where things are just going well and you're happy in Jesus that things maybe haven't changed drastically for you and, and you're content with the season that God has brought you to. Maybe it's a season of loneliness and social isolation. As we said, that was the number one response in our, in our surveys, that people are feeling isolated because of all that's going on in the world. Maybe it's a season of sickness. Maybe recently you've been diagnosed with something and you're going through treatment or you're battling a certain sickness in your own body and you're looking to the Lord for his healing power and to come out of that season. Maybe it's a season of prayerfulness where the spirit of the Lord is upon you and he's giving you a spirit of intercession and a spirit of prayer where you can intercede for others and pray for others and be a blessing to others in that way. Maybe it's a season of seeking the Lord because you have some big questions that you want to ask or it's a season of reflection and looking back and examining of your spiritual life and seeing where are you in this actual journey and you want to be able to seek the Lord for more. Maybe it's a season of spiritual famine where you're trying to seek the Lord, but you can't really hear his voice, that you want to know him more, but he seems far away from you. There are characters in the Bible that have gone through seasons of spiritual famine as well. Maybe it's a season of provision where the Lord has really opened a door, uh, a door for you and you're able to walk through that door and see God's provision and God's blessing that way. Maybe it's a season of preparation uh, that the Lord is preparing you for something ahead. God is investing into you. God is doing something new and beautiful in your life and preparing you for something awesome and amazing that's to come. Maybe it's a season of family blessings where you see maybe it's for your children or grandchildren. Maybe it's for your parents or uncles and aunts. And you see how God has blessed you with family and friends around you to support you. And, and it's a season of family blessings, whether it's uh, graduations or new jobs or just connections, maybe engagements or marriages. There, there are family blessing seasons that we go through in that. Maybe it's a season of studying and learning where you find yourself maybe in school or in these days going back to school as well. And it's a season to study and learn and to enrich yourself uh, or maybe a season of studying and learning apart from, you know, education and schools, but your own self where you're enriching yourself through study and learning and even studying God's word. Maybe it's a season of struggle and crying. Uh, maybe it's a season where it's not easy to get through. And every day, getting up every morning is a struggle. Uh, going through each week is a struggle. Maybe it's a season of growing, where you find yourself actually growing in the Lord. Uh, maybe for children, growing physically as well, too. Uh, sometimes people go through growth spurts, whether it's physical, whether it's a spiritual growth, uh, whether you see yourself growing emotionally as well. There are seasons of growth in our life. These are just some, but maybe there are others. And I hope that as I've been talking about some of these things, um, that you can try to discern and see what season that you're going through. And thanks for those that are commenting as well and putting your season in so we can see what others are going through uh, at this time period of our lives. There was a, an old fable that was told by an Eastern monarch. He wanted to find a phrase or a sentence to describe any situation in life. Uh, to describe anything that would happen. And they came up with this phrase, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. It was a phrase that's used to describe any situation in life. If you're going through a joyful season, that'll pass. If you're going through a sad and difficult season, that will pass as well. Whatever season that we might be in today, let me tell you, friends, that it will pass. 
today in the world, uh, we live in, in, a, in a very unique situation and setting. I wonder how different our lives are today in comparison to our lives in 20, September, say September 2019. One year ago, how different the world was compared to what it is now. Or even if you just date back a few months to January 2020, how different the world is today than how it was at that time. And so the question is, as we're coming into this fall season, as we've come into this new month of September, what is the season that God is bringing us into? Uh, in the world, we measure times and seasons in different ways. We measure times by seconds and minutes, and then eventually hours, days, months, years. Uh, we have seasons like the fall season and winter season, summer and spring seasons. But one thing that we can see from these seasons and times is that it offers us a fresh new beginning. You know, sometimes we might have a rough day and then we can say, well, that day's past. I'm going to get up and there's going to be a new day. Maybe we have a difficult month and we say, okay, well, there's a new month coming. I'm looking forward to that new month. A lot of times, uh, you know, when we get to the end of the year, we look back and we can reflect on the blessings of the year. But we can also reflect on the hardships of the year and we can say, okay, January's coming. I'm going to make some new resolutions. I'm going to make some new decisions and I'm going to commit myself to the Lord. And it's a new season uh, that we can look to uh, for God's blessing. And so the times and the seasons that we live in offer to us a fresh new opportunity to have a new beginning in our life. Uh, we can ask the Lord each morning, each day, each month, each year, Lord, can you speak to me a word of promise? that you can help me in this new day, a new promise for this new month, a new promise for this new year, and we can start fresh. There's new beginnings constantly. And that's the beautiful thing of times and seasons is that we can forget about the past and look forward to the future, learn from the experience of the past and go into the future, learn from what we have gone through and let that build us up in what God has for us in the future. Um, there are three things I think that I'd like to highlight here that are very important for every season, uh, whether it's a season where we are changing spiritually, emotionally, or physically, we need to be able to navigate that season well. And I think the three things I'd like to really emphasize this morning is one, know the season that you're in. Number two, discover God's will for your life in that season. And number three, be fruitful in that season. We can see many people in the word of God and how they went through various seasons. Joseph, for example, went through a season in the prison where he was locked up in prison, but God was working in his character and working in his life to prepare him for that next season where he'd be governor over all of the land of Egypt. He was fruitful in that season in the prison so that he could be fruitful in that season as governor. Queen Esther was brought into the palace and she was enjoying the luxuries and the wealth that came from being the queen of a, of a huge kingdom and being in the palace. But she realized as well the season that she was in when God's word came to her to be able to stand up for her people. And she was able to be fruitful in that season in the palace and speak up for her people and, and be able to do God's will in a very difficult time. Israel, the children of Israel, sadly, they went through a season in the wilderness where they were wandering in the wilderness for many years. And most of that time, sad to say, they were murmuring and complaining. Instead of that season enriching them, most of the time they kept looking at the negative things. And that can happen to us, even in this season of the pandemic, 
we can look at all the negative things and all the bad things that are happening. We can look at all the negative things and see why is this happening? Why is that happening? We can be murmuring and complaining, or we can look for the opportunities that God is providing for us. When you look at the Apostle Paul, he wrote a, a letter to the church in Corinth because they were going through a lot of problems. There were a lot of things that were going on that Paul had to correct. That letter made the church very sorry, very sorrowful for their actions and brought them to repentance. And we see that they went through a season of sorrow and a season of repentance in order to bring them to a place of joy. And Paul says, I wrote a letter and I made you sorry. I made you sorrowful. I, 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 it was a letter that brought you to repentance, but it brought forth fruit. That season of sorrow brought forth fruit in the church. And we want to be people that make use of the season that we're in. So number one, know the season that you're living in. Some are coming into this fall season with a lot of uncertainty, uh, with a lot of unknowns. We don't know what maybe is going to happen in, in your workplace or for children that are going back to school or what the future might look like. We need to seek the wisdom of God and understand the season and know the season that we're in and realize that it's just for a season. In the book of Isaiah, in chapter 50 and verse 4, it says, The sovereign Lord has given me his words of wisdom, so that I know how to comfort the weary. Morning by morning he wakens me and opens my understanding to his will. Morning by morning he wakens me and opens my understanding to his will. Let me encourage you to know the season that we're living in. It's so important. And to ask the Lord, seek his wisdom. Seek his understanding and morning by morning, he'll wake us with his, uh, with an understanding of his will, which brings us to the second thing is that we need to discover God's will for the season that we're living in. Maybe it's a season that we need to invest in our children. So let's focus on that. If that's the season, maybe it's a season that you need to uh, invest into your spouse or into another relationship or invest into others, or maybe invest into yourself. Maybe it's a season that you're investing into your work or school or, or some other thing. Whatever it might be, let's focus on that. Let's make that a priority in our life. To understand the season is one thing, but then to do the will of God in that season is very important. And maybe it's hard to navigate your work situation because it's a very different and unique season. Maybe going to school online or going to school in person, or maybe parents that need to take care of their kids at home it's a very different and unique season. Maybe you're retired and you have a little bit more time in your hands and it's a time that you can invest into your, into your grandchildren or invest into your neighbors and to others around. I can't tell you what the will of God is for your life, but I know someone who can, and that's the Lord. And as we seek God for his will in the particular season that we're in, then God can speak to us. We need to ask the Lord, seek his will, and let him speak to us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, it says, That is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. We don't know what God has prepared. But, it says here, It was to us that God revealed these things by his Spirit. For his Spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. See, we need to seek the Lord and the spirit of the Lord will reveal to us his will for our lives. The spirit of the Lord will speak to us to lead us and to guide us and to direct us as we spend time seeking the will of the Lord. We can be like Israel and murmur and complain throughout 
the season that we're living in. And especially in this season, it's very easy to do that. Or we can seek the will of God and seek to find out how we should be fruitful in this season. Um, some of you know the, the company Airbnb, and maybe you've rented uh, homes or vacations, uh, places to stay through that uh, website, Airbnb. Now, when the pandemic, pandemic hit, their industry was one of the uh, industries that was hit the most. They actually lost about 80% of their revenue. And they realized that they needed to shift their business model and their practices. So they increased the cleaning of the homes, but they also transitioned from um, getaways that were to exotic places, faraway places that people would love to go to. And they realized, well, in the season of the pandemic, people are not really looking to go to those places and they really can't. But instead, they were looking to go to places that were more rural in location, closer to where they lived. And so they shifted their business model to focus more on those rural country areas that people could go to to get a break and get a vacation during this time of the pandemic. They also started to do virtual experiences. They had what was called experiences before where people could pay money to have an experience with some, uh, in some place or with somebody. But now they shifted that to a virtual experience. So for example, you could spend $10 to have an hour of meditation with sheep in England. Or you could spend $40 to have like a goal setting session with an Olympic gold medalist. And they started to offer these various um, experiences online, shifting their model and also partnering in with other organizations. They wanted to be able to offer experiences to seniors who couldn't afford it. And so they were offering free experiences to seniors to learn new skills. And they were doing all of these things to shift their business model to understand how could they be fruitful in this season? How could they actually understand and know what, what can they do to continue their business? And I heard as of August uh, 2020 that they had, uh, they reached even their amount of revenue from last year. That's an amazing thing, an amazing turnaround. But they were able to understand the season that they were in and shift their business model and their focus. All the more for us as spiritual people, as people that want to walk in the ways of the Lord, we need to understand the season that we're living in and maybe shift our, our method and practices and be able to really know God's will and fulfill God's will in this season. Uh, in this season for, for Laura and I, it's been a season of transition. We've transitioned from two single people to a married couple. And it's been a wonderful opportunity for us in this season of transition as we uh, live together in, in married life. And the pandemic also has offered us an opportunity where we spend a lot more time together than if we were having to travel into our individual jobs. We get to eat lunch together, which is an awesome thing every day um, as we work at home. And so it's, uh, we've seen in this season of transition opportunities that we can grow, opportunities where we can understand God's will for our life and be fruitful in that season. The pandemic has offered to us opportunities that we might not have had in other situations and circumstances. And so let me encourage you to find the season that you're in and understand the will of God for that season. It was also a difficult season for us. There were about, about six weeks uh, before we got married when the pandemic happened and there were so many restrictions where Laura and I couldn't see each other because of all the restrictions. And so we understood that it was just for a season. As I mentioned before, that phrase, this too shall pass. But that season was, although it was difficult and hard, 
we were able to learn from that season and also appreciate even more the time we get to spend together by going through that difficult season. And we know that it was only for a season because it passed and now we're living in a wonderful season where we are together all the time. The third thing is be fruitful in your season. And I can't emphasize this enough. So many times we live for the next season. So many times we're living in one particular season and we're looking to the next season because it's a difficult season. Uh, we don't take advantage of the current season that we're in because we're always looking to another season. I can't wait till I graduate and, and start working. Uh, I can't wait till I have a better job or I can't wait till I have kids or I can't wait till I have more money or I can't wait till my kids grow up and are, and are out of the home or I can't wait till... Uh, till I can start school or finish school, or I can't wait till I can go on vacation, right? With all these restrictions, can't wait till this pandemic is over. And there's so many times when we're looking to the next season, instead of living in the season that we're in and being fruitful in that season. We're often looking at the next season because sometimes the season we're in is very difficult. If it's a season of transition, if it's a season of uncertainty, if it's a season when God is maybe preparing us for something else, we, we have the tendency to look to the next season. But let's be fruitful in this season that we're in. In the book of Psalms, in chapter 1 and verse 3, it says, speaking about the person that walks with the Lord and seeks after the Lord, they are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. We want to be like those trees that are by the river that are bringing forth fruit in each and every season. Don't worry about the next season yet. Let's look and see a how we can know what season we're in b how we can know the will of God in that season and see how we can bear fruit in that season. Can I ask you right now just to type out in the comments what, how you would like to be fruitful in this particular season? I'm going to give you a few examples. And if one of these resonates with you, can you just type that in the comments? And those that are also watching in, if you see somebody type a particular season that they're in or the, the fruit of that season that they want to see born in their lives, can you commit to pray for them? And just hit like or love as a sign on their comment to say, hey, I'm going to pray for that person, right? So for example, I'm going to type out, I want to invest in my marriage in this season. Laura and I are just starting out and it's a wonderful opportunity for us to invest in our marriage together. And that's the fruit that I want to see in this season of transition for us. And so I'm going to write that out and if you're willing to pray for Laura and I, then you can just hit like or love and we'll know you're going to be praying for us. And if you see some other people that are typing out other fruits that they want to see in their season, and if you want to pray for them, then can you just hit like or love to their comment as well? And let's pray one for another in whatever season we're in. Maybe it's a, 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 the fruit that you want to see is you want to be able to invest in your kids. Maybe it's to invest in your family. Maybe it's to be able to study in a, in a better or wholesome way so that you can enrich yourself in whatever season that you're in. Maybe the type of fruit that you want to see is that you want to be able to work harder in this season. Maybe you want to see the fruit of prayer in your life, so you want to be able to pray more. Maybe another type of fruit is to be able to read the Bible diligently. And you want to see in this particular season, you want to commit your, commit your life to read God's word in a more diligent and ordered way to be able to hear God's voice. Maybe it's to build your relationship with Christ, and, and that's the fruit you want to see in this season. 
Maybe it's to start a new spiritual discipline, something that you haven't done before. And that spiritual discipline will bring forth fruit in, your, in this season that you're in. How about sharing Christ with your neighbor? That's a beautiful fruit that can be born for God's kingdom. And it's something that you can do in this season. Maybe it's to support your child's school or your child's teacher in this very difficult climate. And it's hard for teachers and it's hard for students. It's hard for everyone involved to know the way forward. And maybe just being able to support your child, that's a fruit that can be born in this season. Maybe it's to advocate for the needy and the disenfranchised and those that don't have a voice. Maybe it's to take a course online so that you can enrich yourself and prepare yourself and allow God to work in you for something that God wants to do in the future. Maybe it's to connect with a friend or, or, or someone for mentorship or uh, discipleship. And that's a wonderful fruit that can be born as well as we grow in the Lord and grow in our relationship with him. Mentorship and discipleship is an awesome way for fruit to be produced. Maybe it's to join a life group as we come into this new fall season and our life groups are starting back up again. It'll be starting up next week. Maybe you want to join a life group. Send us a, a, an email and, and let us know, and we'd love to be able to connect you in that. And that's a fruit that can be born in this season as you start to do community one with another. Maybe it's to pick a serving opportunity within the church or outside of the church, but a way that you can serve others and bring forth fruit for God's kingdom. Maybe it's to discover one of your spiritual gifts. Maybe you don't know what your spiritual gifts are. Well, maybe being able to discover those gifts can bring forth fruit. Maybe it's to invite someone to Alpha. We're going to be starting Alpha at the end of this uh, month. And uh, we would love for you to come to Alpha and bring somebody with you. Maybe you can watch with somebody in your home. Uh, since we're doing it online, you can invite them to your house and they can watch with you and be part uh, of an Alpha experience to get to know uh, Jesus and what the Christian faith is all about. I'm just going to give you a few moments right now as you see people commenting and as you are thinking about what uh, fruit you would want to be born in your life and you're commenting on that. And maybe you want to commit to praying for someone by just hitting like or love to their comment and saying, yeah, I'm going to pray for you. And the people that are making those comments, I think, will be encouraged and blessed to be like, oh, wow, people are going to be praying for me in this season that I can bring forth these type of fruits uh, in my life. So I'm just going to give you a few moments right now. Just look through those comments, pray, ask the Lord, what is the fruit that God wants you to be bearing in this particular season of your life? Thanks for all those that have been commenting and liking those, those comments. Let's continue to uphold one another and pray for one another in our various and unique seasons that we're living in. And remember, let's be fruitful in this season. Let's not be thinking always about the next season. In the early, early 17th century, when the bubonic plague was going around and it forced many theaters in London to close, for about a year, the theater industry was hit hard really similar to what's happening even now with the entertainment industry and theaters and production and performances. 
But during that time, Shakespeare, William Shakespeare, the great playwright, found himself with a lot of free time and without steady employment. During that season, it is believed that he wrote some of his greatest works like King Lear, Macbeth, and Antony and Cleopatra. He used that season of isolation to be fruitful. Some of you might know this book. It's called The Diary of Anne Frank. And it's the story of a young woman, a young girl who was forced into isolation during World War II. This book actually has been translated into 60 languages. There are over 30 million copies in print. And it gives a glimpse, a little glimpse into the hardships that her family faced at that time. They were Jews and they went into hiding because of uh, Hitler and the Nazis during that time and the occupation in the Netherlands. And they hid for a couple of years and sadly they were captured and then sent into concentration camps and Anne, she died. But her diary uh, lives on and is a beautiful reflection of what her and her family went through at that time. And it's, it has been an inspiration to millions of people. It's let people get a glimpse into some of the hardships and difficulties that went on during that time and to have a sense of empathy and compassion for the Jews and uh, the persecution that, that went on. Something very insignificant you can say or seemingly insignificant to her, just her writing in her diary, she, might have, she, she probably never thought what would actually transpire because she passed away. She never saw her book published or anything. Something very small ended up being a blessing to millions of people. In whatever situation you find yourself in, if you find yourself in isolation, let's be faithful and diligent with whatever God has put into our hands to be fruitful in that season. And if you're a mom just taking care of children, be fruitful and faithful. Uh, if you're a stay-at-home mom caring for the home and supporting your spouse and, and doing whatever you can in this season, then let the Lord speak to you to be fruitful in that season. If you're working a, a high intensity job and uh, there's so much pressure that's there, let's be fruitful and faithful in that. Regardless of what we're doing in this season of isolation, even if we're studying in school or studying online, let's look for ways in which we can be fruitful. And sometimes even the seemingly small and insignificant things can end up being very significant to bless others the world over. John Bunyan uh, is known as the author of one of the most uh, published books of all time, Pilgrim's Progress. And maybe you've read this book before, and uh, it was originally written in the 1600s. It's been translated into more than 200 languages and continues to be in print even till today. But John Bunyan was a preacher of the gospel, and he was put into prison for preaching the gospel and preaching Jesus Christ. And he refused to stop preaching the gospel. But in that season of isolation, in that season that he was in prison, it wasn't a fruitless season. It was during that time that John Bunyan wrote this book, Pilgrim's Progress, which has become one of the most widely published and read books and is a blessing to millions and millions and millions of people, even till today. It's impacted so many. He was fruitful in his season of isolation. The Lord wants us to be fruitful as well. And we might not all be like John Bunyan or Anne Frank or William Shakespeare, but whatever God has put into our hands in this particular season, in whatever season we are going through, let's seek to be fruitful in that. Galatians 6 and verse 9 says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. 
I want to just tell you as I, as I finish off the story of Elijah, because I think the story of Elijah is very significant uh, for the season that we're going through. And as many of you have responded, uh, social isolation is what's, what's been the difficult thing. Elijah went from a, a season of great joy and celebration and wonderful victory to a season of isolation and lonely, loneliness, uh, loneliness to the point where he even wanted just to die. We find the story in 1 Kings chapter 18 and 19 when Elijah was, uh, God spoke to him in order to go to Mount Carmel and declare that the Lord is the living God. And he challenged the prophets of Baal to say, if your God Baal is the living God, then let him answer. But if my God, the God of Israel is the living God, then let him answer by fire. And it was very interesting what happened in, in 1 Kings chapter 18. And we see, to make a long story short, Elijah was taunting the prophets of Baal and saying, where's your God? And finally, when it became Elijah's turn to pray and ask the Lord, he prayed and asked the Lord and God answered by fire. It was a wonderful victory. And Elijah probably thought, okay, now everyone is going to follow the Lord. Now the king needs to follow the Lord. Look, he's made himself known. Look at what I've done. I've obeyed the voice of God. And now everyone should follow the Lord. But it didn't happen like that. What happened is that Elijah, he went to Jezreel after that, and he was hoping that now the king and the queen would listen to him, and now that everyone would turn away from Baal and turn to God. Instead of great victory, what happened? He got a death threat. Queen Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you. And Elijah became so discouraged and sad. He went from a time of a season of great victory and triumph to a season of such uh, loneliness and isolation and sadness to the point where he even just wanted to die and finish with his life. And I think there's three big lessons in this story that I want us to really learn. Number one is that God has a plan. See, God's plan was different from Elijah's plan. God had a purpose. God had meaning but it was different from Elijah's plan. Elijah's plan was when the fire comes down and everyone sees that I'm a prophet of God and God is the living God, then everyone should turn to the Lord and serve the Lord. And the king and queen should turn away from their idols and come and serve the Lord. But that didn't happen. Instead, what happened is that Elijah ran and he came to, he came to Mount Sinai. And at that time when he was in the mountain, he was, he was so discouraged and downcast that there was a great uh, wind, but the Lord wasn't in the wind. The Lord came as a wind in other places. On the day of Pentecost, we see the Lord coming as a rushing mighty wind, but not for Elijah. Then there was a great earthquake, but the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. But the Lord appeared in, a, in an earthquake at other times. Before for the throne of Israel at Mount Sinai, God came down and there was a big earthquake to, to symbolize God's presence. Then there was a fire, but God wasn't in the fire. But at other times, for example, God appeared to Moses in a burning, fiery uh, uh, bush. And God's presence was known there, but not for Elijah. Finally, God spoke to Elijah with a still, small voice and told Elijah, Elijah, you need to do this and do this and do that. And so God's plan for Elijah was completely different than what Elijah's plan was. Elijah was probably hoping that there would be great revival in Israel and people would turn to God. But it's not what happened. But God had a purpose and a plan. Dear friends, in this season of the pandemic and in whatever season you're going through in particular, maybe we have our own plan, but God's plan is always the best. So let's find out God's will and surrender to his plan. The second biggest lesson is that we are not alone. 
Elijah thought he was all by himself when he came to that mountain and God said, Elijah, what are you doing here? And Elijah said what had happened. And he said, I'm the last prophet. I'm the only one left. There's nobody else. Everyone else is killed. And I'm the only prophet left. God said, no, I have 7,000 other prophets that have not bowed the knee to Baal. And Elijah was probably surprised to hear that. Dear friends, know that you are not alone. You might feel the social isolation, but I want you to know that there are friends and family that are surrounding us that are able to support and help us. What we need to do is take the first step to reach out. Take the first step to say, I need some help. I need some community. I need some connection. We are not alone. God is with us and he surrounds us with brothers and sisters and friends and family in the body of Christ to support and help us. We just need to take that first step and realize that we are not alone. We're part of a greater family. And the third thing is that the word of God gives us purpose and meaning. See, when, when God's word came to Elijah at that time in that still small voice, it gave Elijah purpose and meaning. He knew what he had to do. He had to go to this person and that person and this other person, and he had to do God's will. No more was his time of season of discouragement. No more was his season to say, oh, just take my life. But now he had purpose and meaning as he heard God's voice. And let me encourage you today, as we've already spoken about, let's seek the Lord and let's seek to hear his voice. Let's seek to know what he is saying to us. And if we can understand these lessons through the life of Elijah, I think we will learn a lot. We can see these two contrasting seasons in Elijah's life. One of great victory and triumph and, and, and hopefulness for revival. And another season that was of isolation and he was downcast and discouraged. But God met Elijah there. And God had a purpose for Elijah there. And God wanted to speak to Elijah there. And in whatever season we are in, God wants to speak to us. Maybe you're, you're listening today and you're like, Daniel, I don't know what season I'm in. I don't know the will of God for my life. I don't even know how to bring forth fruit. Can I ask you to send me an email? I would love to be able to pray with you. Or if you need prayer for anything, or if you need prayer just to say, hey, this is my season, and this is what I'm looking forward to bringing forth fruit, and maybe you weren't able to comment you know, on, in the comment section, and you just want prayer to say, hey, this is the season, season I'm in, and this is the type of fruit I want to be born in this season. Can you pray with me? I would love to be able to pray with you. Send me an email, danielm at uachome.org, and I'll respond, and I would love to be able to pray with you. Friends, we're living in a unique season and a unique time. But we also have a unique God who is the way maker, who is the miracle worker. He's the promise keeper and he's the light in the darkness. And even when we think that he's not working, he's still working. Join me in singing this song. It was recorded some time ago, but it carries great meaning, way maker. And let's sing together. Let's worship the Lord for who he is and how he can make a way in the season that we're living in today. God bless you.